You're listening to the Purpose Filled Woman Podcast with your host, author, speaker, and empowerment coach, Tyra Banks. Join Tyra each week for insightful interviews and inspiration for the Purpose Filled Woman in you. Visit thepurposefilledwoman.com to get even more motivation for your journey. Now, here's your host, Tyra Banks. Welcome back to this week's episode of the Purpose Filled Woman Podcast. I'm your host, Tyra Banks, and I'm so excited to be here today with my mommy. Y'all know how I feel about my mom, the fact that she drove me to Denham Springs, America to introduce my audience to Geronda Bordenhaime Marks. So excited to be with her today. She's an amazing minister, woman of God, business leader, self-published author, owns her own publishing company, and several other things. I cannot wait for you guys to hear this interview. I should have pressed record like 30 minutes ago so you could have caught all <laughs> yes, the free work because yes. she just sent my soul to the gym. Geronda, welcome wow. to the show. I am so excited, Tara. No, thank you. It is an honor and a privilege just to be able to just sit amongst you. I know you talk thank about you, the gift that I am to the body of Christ, but you are a gift to the body of Christ as well. And I'm so glad to know you. <laughs> that means so much. So when I tell y'all, I showed up my first book fair, so nervous. Um, nobody I knew in my family, the guy I was dating, nobody came. So I was like, I'm here by myself. <laughs> and this is my first time writing a book and I don't even know what to do. And you just, I, I would say walked, but you sashayed, you don't even walk. She sashayed over and uh, made friends with me and taught me about everything from my online business to recruiting an audience. I mean, you just opened up and you told me how your business ran. Mm -hmm. And I thought that that was powerful because so many people keep to themselves how they're getting results mm. and they don't share that. And so mm -hmm. I just appreciate all that you've been in my life over the last couple of years. So let's talk about your journey. Where did you start? Where are you from? Um, born and raised in New Orleans. Um, <sighs> wanted to be the next congresswoman, but y'all okay. know that God always has his own divine plan. So, you know, sought out to uh, actually climb this corporate ladder of success. Uh -huh. And um, uh, unfortunately, I, I, I say unfortunately because, you know, you just didn't expect it. Got married at about 23, graduated from Dillard University at 23. I mean, everything was happening so fast for me that I was like, yes, uh -huh. you know, I'm on my way to be next congresswoman. Moved to Atlanta, was on a scholarship uh, at Georgia Tech. Uh -huh. And um, then the relationship, the marriage uh it wasn't quite working. And so I got to the point where I felt like I was climbing this corporate ladder of success, not just for me, but for other people. And that, you know, I, I wanted to keep this facade, you know, having the family, having the, the, the scholarship and all these great things happening, but then yet not still intact with who I am. And so it got to the point where I said, Lord, I don't want to disappoint mom. Y'all know we love our mom. Yep. And, and your parents have these expectations for you, you know, high expectations. They've told everybody. So I'm like, I can't let my mom down. And I heard the Holy Spirit say, um, and didn't even know it was the Holy Spirit then because I was doing everything in the flesh. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. um, it was like I was drawn to go to the payphone. I know people don't remember these payphones, but I pulled on the side of the road and I dialed my mom's number. And she said, what's going on, baby? I said, Mom, I'm tired. Mm-hmm. I said, I want to come home. She said, what's going on? I was like, Mom, I'm just tired. You know, and I started expressing to her, and she said, what was, which was the best words ever. I never thought she would tell me this. I thought she probably said, keep pushing. Keep moving. Don't stop. She said, baby, she said, if you're tired, she said, come home. Mm 
That was music to my ears. And on my way, traveling back home, I knew I had to make some decisions. I knew I had to do real talk. And mm -hmm. so we realized that, you know, the relationship wasn't working. And I shared with my mom, I said, um, I don't know what God is doing to me, but he told me to stop trying to climb this ladder and pursuing a master and to pursue a master in him. Come on. My mom didn't understand now. She was like, oh, no. I mean, like, what do you mean? You, yeah. You just, I said, I know I'm, you know, was out to get my master's because I was going to get my master's in um, um, urban regional planning. And, so yeah, I was going to be. I was going to get my master's in, but I was going to go to Texas. Southern yeah, Virginia. I was at Georgia Tech, man. I was on a scholarship. Mm -hmm. Things were working out fabulous in the natural. Mm -hmm. But spiritually, there was a disconnect, you know. And so then I just basically stated to her. Um, that I just had to obey the voice of God, you know. And so I started building my relationship with God, you know, which I'm glad I did because didn't know how challenging the divorce would be, becoming mm -hmm. a single mother. Mm -hmm. um, and God was my only source. Though I had family and support, uh, I really yeah. just put all my dependence on my relationship it's with God. Different. I literally have a, a group. I'd love if you would drop some nuggets of wisdom in the group every now and then. It's called Life After Divorce. Because divorce is one of those things that it shakes the core of who you think you are. Mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a separation that feels like you cut a body part off, if, even though there's no physical body part missing. And so it's just a very interesting time uh, in your sense of identity, spirituality, your sense of self-worth. Mm -hmm. It's a whole different scary, weird little place that yeah. you can kind of go into the rabbit hole and you get dressed every day. I know I've done it. You mm -hmm. get dressed every day. You look like yourself, and you feel nothing mm -hmm. like yourself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's real. Um, you can lose your sense of identity, yeah. you know, uh, in the relationship. And then when a divorce is over, it's like, what's next for me? Mm -hmm. and, and who am I now? And am I now uh, outside of this relationship? And, um, and often shame. Mm -hmm. See? The thing is... Um, I was going to stay in, in it until my daughter made 18. Y'all, mm -hmm. she was two years old. Oh, wait. Can you imagine 16 years of living in misery? But I was going to do it for her sake. And I got to the point I was so numb and empty. Mm -hmm. I just said, well, you know what? I don't want everybody talking about me. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, especially if they, from the Catholic faith. Because, I mean, hey, according to his family, you don't divorce. You work it out. Or, you know, God frowns upon divorce. Right. So I didn't, I wasn't knowledgeable of the word of God. So I was just like, well, I'll stay here. I'll stay mm -hmm. here until she made 18. And I heard the Holy Spirit, thank God for the Holy Spirit, just says, what do you want? I said, God, I just want my peace back. Mm -hmm. I want my identity back. Because we, we dressed it up so much so people thought we were like the best family ever, you know. Mm -hmm. But anyway, I had to make some decisions. And I had to make decisions and get delivered from people. Amen. So the deliverance from people, who got that process. Come on. I can look back, it was good. And you submitted to that. Mm -hmm. You were able to help me start my journey getting delivered from mm -hmm. people. And mm -hmm. being able to be fully Tyra and speak my mind. I remember when I first started in Primerica, you were one of the people. I, we went to coffee, and we ended up talking about it. Mm -hmm. And I don't even know if you remember the impact you had on me that day. It was, God put something in your heart. Then why be nervous to talk to anybody, you know? Mm. And it, it was so funny because it didn't even occur to you that there should be something nervous about Tyra. Right, it's right. It's so funny how God allowed you to learn a lesson that's for somebody else, too. 
mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. you're sharing it because you, you're so far removed from that place, delivered from that place, but still in touch enough with that to be able to speak with power, but also with that love, that sisterly girl. Come on. Right. Right. And like you said, sometimes you'll just cast a nugget or an experience yeah. and not realizing that it's impacted me because I don't remember that. Yeah. But that's what God wants. He wants when you leave the presence of an individual that their life is changed some kind of way. Amen. Either they're encouraged, empowered, inspired. I share with people all the time. The word of God tells us where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. liberty. And when people feel liberated in your presence to share their story, to share their heartaches or their pains, that's a beautiful thing. Amen. And so you, your assignment is don't allow them to leave your presence without something being different. Amen. You know? How did you discover your purpose? How did you figure out, you know what, I'm on this earth to empower, inspire? Hmm. Um, I think it took a moment of uh, some, some tests and trials. Mm-hmm. Uh, I um, left corporate. So I was in corporate for, um, I think back in 1994, after I graduated from college, um, all the way up into 1997. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just you know, was doing the norm, just like, you know, climbing the ladder of success, Uh you know, some great things were happening for me. And, but yet again, still was like, God, I know I'm here for more than just doing this normal day-to-day routine Uh things. And so I prayed and I asked God, I said, Lord, you know what? I serve in ministry. I would love to be able to work in ministry full-time one day, not knowing how that's going to happen. Um, but yet yeah, just serving behind the scenes, putting uh, labels on cassette tapes and mm-hmm. just available if they need me or whatever. And I heard the Holy Spirit said, I'm about to set you up for something great. Now, when the decision came about as far as with the offer of me mm-hmm. uh, working in um, nonprofit, I was like, God, now this don't make sense. I'm taking yeah. a pay cut. Come on. To step out by faith into nonprofit, I don't know. So I was talking to my cousin. She worked in civil um, government uh, in the administrative part, I guess, uh, human resources, where she could kind of help you make some wise decisions, put you on leave maybe for two months or so. So I shared with her my vision that God had dropped in my spirit to step into nonprofit and to walk away from corporate. And she said, you sure you want to do that with all the benefits you have here? Mm. She said, I can make it so that you leave and go on a two-month leave of absence. That way, if it don't work out, you can come back. I said, Andrea, that is not... Now, I thought about it. Because don't that sound more attractive? Yeah. But, but that wasn't the that direction. That wasn't the direction. And I said, I have to trust God in this one. She's like, you sure? Girl, you sure? She was just like, really like, trying to convince me. And I said, no, I'm going to trust God. Uh, so I started working. Uh, Daryl S. Brister Ministries. This was, mm-hmm. I was the first employee for Daryl S. Brister Ministries. Didn't know nothing about nonprofit or tape ministry or anything. Just knew how to put labels on tape. <laughs> uh, it was just acts because of your faithfulness, because mm-hmm. of your diligence to oversee it. And I was like, God, you sure? Just like, okay, God, I'll do it. Thinking, okay, it's going to be wonderful. This is going to be grand working for the church. A lot of warfare. Girl. But it was worth it. Painful in a time. And I remember Bishop Brister, he said, Geronda, if you're going to survive in ministry, in leadership, you're going to have to have tough skins. Mm -hmm. Oh, God. I was like, in a church house? Mm -hmm. Yes. And when I said that when you decide to walk in greatness, there will be all sorts of attacks. Come on. 
And you have to know that you know that you're on assignment by God. And so I had to literally trust God. And it went back to what he told me when I, um, you know, departed from Atlanta and came back home. I want you to master me. You get a master's in me. You sit at my feet. I'm going to teach you everything you need to know. I'm going to show you how to conduct yourself. I'm going to show you. I'm going to give you wisdom. And that's what God did for me. So my journey began with me taking that leap of faith from out of corporate into the nonprofit. And then I began to see that God had put leadership on the inside of me because I was able to corral like hundreds mm -hmm. of volunteers to help us with the tape ministry, uh, to send out letters to covenant partners. When we became, when we came on television for the prayer line, I had to oversee leaders. I had to oversee volunteers, staff. So I realized that, oh, this is, this must be what I'm called to do, mm -hmm. be an influencer or someone to empower people or to encourage them. So from there, that's where um, I kind of discovered my purpose. That, that's one part of your journey that I admired when you first told me about that part of your story, because so many people say, I know I was one of them. I used to say, oh, no, I'm not a Christian. I had quit church because I was like, them people are bad. Mm -hmm. You know, they, they kill their wounded. You know, they ain't, they not the bird that's there to wrap you up and take care of you and all that. Because mm -hmm. I had been through some things in the church and I had mm -hmm. seen some things in the church. Uh, and so when I would get, I would definitely try to find churches that were too big for me to be noticed on mm -hmm. purpose. I mean, wow. that used to be my mm -hmm. angle. Mm -hmm. uh, and one of my friends, and thank God for her, got me to recommit my life to Christ. She kept asking me to come back to church. Um, but I would not have gone back, I think, if it had not been her strategically being placed in my life. Mm -hmm. Because oftentimes when people have been church hurt or they watch the wrong things happen in church, they let their relationship with God be impacted right. versus, okay, I might need to get some wisdom right. on how to handle people. Right. right? And right. so I admire that part of you not quitting, even through the warfare. Yeah. Yeah, because it was pushing tough. through. Yeah. yeah, it was really tough. It was really tough because you, you didn't expect it, mm -hmm. you know, and then you didn't expect it from a safe place. Yeah. So you thought it was a safe place. And so it really made me reassess. At first, it was like, what's wrong with me? Mm -hmm. Why am I getting these attacks? Why is it that we can't operate as a team? Mm -hmm. um, but then I got the revelation that your anointing attracts attacks. Mm -hmm. And you have to be able to, like Bishop said, have tough skins. Yeah. That you're not going to run me from my blessed place. Come on. Because part of me wanted to do that. This is not the place for me. I can go back and work mm -hmm. in corporate America. God said, how dare you? <laughs> Come on. Allow people mm -hmm. to um, run you from your blessed place. And it took a lot of prayer. It, 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 because I had to have a relationship with God because he had to yeah. show me how to deal with people so yeah. that I don't allow them to infect me. Come on. You know, because people's spirit can infect you and make you angry and bitter. Mm -hmm. And now you're doing it out of obligation. You're Come doing on, it and you're not happy. You know, and, and God said, don't let them infect you. You're, mm -hmm. you're not supposed to go to lunch with them. Mm -hmm. If they don't accept you, you're, you're not supposed to flock with them. Mm -hmm. He said, I'm going to show you who, mm -hmm. who you need to hang around. Because like spirits, like spirits, spirits mm -hmm. attract spirits, mm -hmm. you know, transfer. So he was just literally, I tell you, God download wisdom. Come on. Because I had, like I said, it as a leader, I realized that everything is not going to be wonderful. You have to, you have to be the one to, to, uh, to be on the front line. Mm -hmm. You got to be the one to get hit first. Mm -hmm. So it was like, he was preparing me for everything that I'm walking in now. Awesome. And so when you uh, decided to go out on your own and do uh, you are you. 
How did that come about? Oh, God, through an attack. <laughs> oh, God. So I served so faithfully. I mean, I gave him my all. I literally, like I said, left corporate America. And I was serving the ministry for three years. And we got, and I got to see the ministry grow. My office was one little almost closet. And then it grew to a whole building. We were on TV. Everything was just going. I was like, God, you did it. So I'm thinking, oh, God, this is going to be great. I'm, you know, I helped to, to lay the foundation. It's going to be great to go to the next level. Well, you know, when you bring an additional person on team, now I know my areas of strength. Mm -hmm. And I know my areas of weakness. Finances is my weakness. Mm -hmm. Okay, I want money. Yes, I do. <laughs> but accounting is not my area. Mm -hmm. Keep me with leaders. I'm good. So I was juggling them both at one time. But then we got a new employee on team. Mm -hmm. And her strength was accounting. So I'm like, yes, we're the dream team. Mm -hmm. She accounting. I handle leadership. Mm -hmm. She handled kind of like the um, finances. I handled the day-to-day -day operation dealing with staff. Prime, good team. Didn't work out that way. There was a lot of envy, a lot of mm. jealousy, and that kind of thing. So mind you, and I tell people my story, because I want them to understand that what's for you is for you. And so through the whole process, you know, a lot of just, just conniving things were going on or what have you, underlining things. Um, so I got a pink slip. After sacrificing three years, in ministry full-time and I got the pink slip and it was stated your service were no longer needed and something went through me because I'm like God I never got fired in corporate America how do I come in the kingdom and get fired the Lord said it's not called firing it's called releasing mm. however I don't want you the Holy Spirit was in the corner coaching me he said don't you cry mm. don't you let her see you sweat and I was like, God, this is so painful. So the whole while, y'all, I'm just thinking like, God, how is this happening to me? Okay, my, my pastor, I'm like, what's going on? The Holy Spirit said, mm-mm, don't question what I'm doing. I'm like, God, I don't understand. I don't. So anyway, make a long story short. I had never had a conversation with my bishop about it because I remember God had spoke to me. He said, Geronda, he said, because I was upset. I was mad. And people were telling me, it's time for you to leave. Well, you know, you still going to hang around there? Why don't you leave? But I heard God tell me so clearly, you can be upset with him as your boss, but he's still your spiritual father. And I'm like, God, I need understanding. No, God didn't allow us to have the conversation. My thing is God was in the mix. Mm -hmm. He was in the mix. So I'm sitting in the pews, hurt, mm -hmm. but yet, still yet, God, I'm trusting you. And I remember the day uh, that I was sitting in those pews and Bishop Brewster stated, that in five years, we're going to plant five ministries. And he said, um, said the cities. And I heard the Holy Spirit say, now, now start your business. Mm -hmm. Start a business? Mm. I said, just prepare yourself because you're going to get calls. So I started putting my outline together, you know, my leadership training, all the things mm -hmm. that I've taught, you know, and, you know, the staff and everything. And mind you, I got a call from an AME pastor, and he said, um, aren't you uh, working with uh, Bishop Bishop Brister? I was like, uh, no longer. I said, not, not anymore, what have you. And he was like, but your skills, we need your skills. We want to put you on contract to help with our mm -hmm. leadership, one after the other. Come on. I was building URU by doing leadership trainings for pastors. 
would not have been able to do that if I had still had that other position. So, and then to make a, then how God shift things, because God showed me, he said, don't you dare have art in your heart against that person. I use this Judas's to get you to your next place. It have nothing to do with them. So guess what God told me? He said, I'm going to give you um, a point of reference that every person that you got in your heart, you kind of upset with, I need you to cut a check. Mm. So I wrote on that check, covenant seed, to cut covenant, mm-hmm. to release you, but I'm cutting covenant with God. Oh, I was writing out checks to everybody. Come on. They was thinking, oh, Geronda must be kind of crazy because I'm, I just, didn't I just heard out? They don't even know Come the on. underline that I was doing this for the Father to Come release on. me. And then God started delivering me one by one from the hurt. And then God showed me, he said, this is, I've assigned you to this place. He said, and I'm going to show you why, not just for you or you. Next thing you know, I'm sitting in service. Bishop Brister, he sees me. I'm sitting all the way to the back. I walked up to plant a seed for the prison ministry. And that's when he told the deacon, he said, uh, get her or whatever. Because I knew everybody was just trying to catch me because mm-hmm. I had just walked away. And he, I walked up and he said, I need you to contact my secretary because we need to talk. Okay, I'm like, out of all these months that we discussed the whole little releasing, I'm like, what's really going on? But when we sat down, he shared what he said. God had told me, I was going to reach out to you, but God had just told me to halt. And I said, and God had told me not to even approach you. Mm -hmm. And then this is what he said. He said, but you know, we're planning ministry in Hammond. He said, I know God's assigned you to this church and to this ministry. And I want you to help Hammond lay the foundation in Hammond. That was 14 years ago. And I'm still there now as chief of staff. But I was sent there to help with the administration, to be the first administrator for Hammond. And all of that, God showed me, he said, the whole while you was getting prepared for your next place. That you have like a mini apostolic anointing that you're never to get comfortable getting planted in one spot. Now imagine if you had stayed in your flesh. If you said, you know what, God, this can't be my purpose because I got fired from my purpose, God. Mm -hmm. So clearly I'm not good at this leadership thing. Mm -hmm. You would have never started your business. Never. And you would not be 14 years in. Mm. Come on. No. So that's how important it is to hear the voice of God and not man because man will tell you leave. Man Man will tell you. you, Don't help him with another thing. Man will tell you. So that's why you had to have had a revelation in the beginning Mm -hmm. before the end of the thing. The beginning that you would ass- were assigned. And that's what God has showed me in the beginning. Like um, the, the woman in First Kings, it, it said how uh, it was a Samaritan woman. How it was that she, she, was a, she saw that the, the prophet was a holy man of God. And she said um, she prepared a place for him. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember now. I think it was First Kings 4, somewhere along through there. But it said that her and her husband, they were wealthy. Mm-hmm. And the prophet would always pass. And they decided to build a house, build a little room for him. Yep. and had everything in their need. See, because they perceived that he was a holy man of God. Mm-hmm. And that's what revelation God gave me concerning Bishop and Lady Brister. That they were holy men and women of God and I was assigned to them. So the enemy is always going to come. Mm-hmm. To try to cut, make you cut your covenant with your assigned leadership. Because he knows that your destiny is attached Gosh. to that. And now, even now, everything I know, like I said, everything that I've, I've experienced was because of my connection. 
-hmm. and being in the right place at the right time, not allowing people. And that's why the enemy was fighting me so much. Because now I look back and I said, Lord, the very same people that fought me, they ain't even there. Come on. So you let people run you out your blessed face that ain't going to be that long term. Come on. And you are supposed, you are long term. Like they said, people are in your life for a reason, a season, a lifetime. That's my, that was my lifetime. Yeah. So now I'm letting temporary people come to break up my lifetime blessing, my lifetime place of favor. And that's, I look back now because it was painful. No, they, people don't know the cost. Because yeah. there were many nights I had to, I went in my bathroom, my daughter, she was two and three, laying hands on me. Because I felt sick of the stomach from the attacks. Mm -hmm. Because you're like, what did I do? Mm -hmm. Man, to deserve, I'm trying to help. I'm trying to build a kingdom. What's going on? Not having that understanding. Yeah. And you just cry your eyes out. Cry your eyes out. Even with the release. That wasn't a good yeah. place for me. Yeah. You know? Because you had people that were talking like, mm -hmm. oh, so you gave up that for that? Oh, now you don't have a job? Now, you know, yeah. all kind of stuff. Oh, so you still you your leader? I told you. <laughs> Come on, and then they look at you like you crazy, and you like if only I could say if that. If only God I could said, say God, and even if I say God, they're gonna say you foolish. Yeah. God, that ain't kind of God you serve. But when the Word of God shows you the trip, the the path, yes. like Jesus had Judas, yeah. Judas helped to get him to the cross. And good thing he went, cause I needed a savior. I don't know about you. We all need it. And 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 now that's why I say it's so important. That's why the Word is the foundation, cause I know the Word works if you work the Word. Yeah. You know, you got to tell me on this work in the word part. I know we got some purpose filled women out there that are still waiting for their husbands. Mm -hmm. You got to tell me about that, because to go from being single all those years, having your own, getting comfortable in your space and your skin, having that identity mm -hmm. and to become a wife. What was it like? Uh, and, and you got to tell everybody's story of y'all meeting and dating mm -hmm. and everybody, mm -hmm. everything. Oh, she says everything, everything. Well, I must say that. We all have our list. Mm -hmm. We have our list. Yeah. But we need to go back and give it to God because God probably have to take some things off of that list. See, that's what he had to do for me because I had a list. I had my standards. I had my expectations. Mm -hmm. And I tell my husband to this day, you were not what I was necessarily expecting. Meaning he was in, they could be in your midst. Come on. And you're not even recognizing you because you got your eye on something else. Mm -hmm. So... My husband and I, as far as with myself, the journey of my, my singleness, it, 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 was, it wasn't an easy road, but I understood my purpose. Mm -hmm. And I think me having a clear understanding of my purpose, I knew what I needed. Mm -hmm. uh, I knew what I didn't want. Yeah. You know, and so it makes it easier for you because you're not going to just settle. Yeah. You know, and so I got to the point where, you know, um, you know, just really strong in my faith. Knew that I wanted, you know, a man of God that was saved and, you know, filled with the Holy Spirit or whatever. But the most important thing, too, outside of salvation was, to be honest, I, the, the guys that I had date or had, had seen before, you know, my thing was it wasn't about material things because I had that. Mm -hmm. I was like, God, all I need is a man that could pray. Y'all don't know how rare that is, though. <laughs> it is. I didn't know you how rare. A man that could just pray for me, especially when I have long day. I work in ministry, right? Mm -hmm. And so also I prayed and I said, because people was like, oh, you're going to marry a bishop. You're going to marry a pastor. Lord didn't tell me that. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't. You know, I was like, I don't need a man in a different profession. You know, mm -hmm. I want him to love the Lord. Yes, I do. But I want him to be doing something else. Mm -hmm. 
So I could support him and what he's doing. You know, we don't want to have just always be like, you know, talking about church, 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 church. Yeah, we love the Lord, but I want to be able to walk the red carpet with you one day for something else, what you accomplished or whatever. But anyway, my long story short. I thought I, I had declared to the women in our singles, uh, well, we didn't have a singles ministry, but these was a single women. We had a women's event. Mm-hmm. And I said, y'all, this is my last year talking to you guys about singleness. Mm-hmm. I didn't even have, no, I thought I had somebody. Mm-hmm. I really did. You know, I just knew that God was working that out. Make a long story short, you know, we have to make sure that we know that we know. Because mm-hmm. I don't care how spiritual you are, you could get tripped up. Preach. Mm-hmm. Yes, you can. I don't care how spiritual you are. Mm-hmm. And I thought that this person was the one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. And I was willing to try a long-distance relationship. Him in Dallas, me here. And I was like, Lord, if it worked for Bishop Walker, because I remember Bishop Walker and Stephanie Walker, they were the full gospel uh, leaders. And I was like, they, they've dated long-distance, so it could work. But not realizing that bit by bit, I was compromising. Okay, so mm. on a on a Valentine's, I didn't even get a card, mm. but I got a, a a a graphic sent to the phone, you oh. know, and that ain't that kind of long distance I was looking for. Jesus. Yeah, I was just like no little things like that, a different little stuff. It was just like I was settling for, mm-hmm. you know, like oh well, you know, he is long distance or whatever, and all I know is God revealed everything. And I was just so hurt. I was just like, God, this is not cool. I thought I heard from you. And then the Lord said, I want you to shut the door, because I shut it, and I want you to put a padlock on it and don't open it. And that's what I did. It was painful, but I did. And I said, Lord, I got to start from scratch. He said, yes, you do. So my husband, who is now my husband, had been at the light all the time. Never had my eyes on because I was like, he ain't my type. Because mm-hmm. I already had a type, right? Mm-hmm. The type I had hurt my heart, right? Come on. That was a type that I had. But to make a long story short, he didn't even realize how my business had really flourished mm-hmm. or what level I was. But he has just kind of started out and um, he was doing like uh, voiceovers. Mm-hmm. And so he had emailed me and he was like, um, Geronda, I just want to do a voiceover for you. Just give me some information about your business. He said, I know you have a business or what have you. So he probably thought my business was like small, right? So he was like, he just wanted to be a blessing to me. So he did, and he gave me the voiceover. And I was like, oh, thank you. So I was like, he's a nice little guy. So there was little, little things. I was releasing my first book, and he was like, oh, I want to make you a little mini commercial. And I was like, okay. Oh, he's so nice. Uh, you know, I even interested him, mm-hmm. but he's so nice. So anyway, you know, uh, he, we just started doing business together. And um, my daughter, she's the one who helped me to understand me. You know, she stayed in mama because she was like, Mr. George seems like a very nice person. And I was like, yeah, he is nice, you know. And I was like, well, you know. I'm not interested in it, but he's a nice guy. And then my daughter was like, she was like, so what happened with the other guy? So, you know, I had never told her. <laughs> and so I, t- I had to explain to her, make a long story short. Then that's when she was like, she was like, oh, she said, well, mama, you know what? She said, eventually God's going to give you ex- exactly what you asked for. And then one day we had another conversation and my daughter said, she said, mama, though, but have you ever considered the fact that sometimes you cut people off too soon? Mm. And I was like, because they're not what I'm looking for. Mm. And she said, but sometimes, Mama, 
you need to really just ask yourself, is it me just cutting them off too soon? And I was like, what is she talking about? But anyway, I went to prayer. George, you know, we had conversation. He asked me to go to lunch. We went to lunch, had a great time at lunch. And they had a ball that was coming up with full gospel. And so I was talking to my daughter and I said, you know what? I think I might ask Mr. George to go to the ball because, you know, he was divorced. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was just like, well, I, you know, I don't want to go to the ball by myself, whatever. Yeah. And it would be just nice. But then again, I was like, okay, everybody know Geronda is not just going to show up just haphazardly with a dude, right? right, right. So I'm like, so there's kind of have to be something there, you know, ever. So I was like, am I willing to take that risk? Because what if he comes and then a year later, a month later, people don't see him no more in my life or whatever, or knows that, you know, we're seeing each other. So um, anyway, we had a conversation. I invited him. That was his first time ever going to any type of ball. So it was very exciting. And then after the ball, we had a conversation a couple of weeks later, went to uh, Essence. So mm-hmm. we started really hanging out together. And that's what you do. You get to know people before you yes. jump into the relationship. And then we just decided uh, that we was just going to give the relationship a try, you know, and just be in relationship. So cool about it was he was okay with being him. He was Mm -hmm. okay with standing up next to you in your greatness, that that part wasn't weird for him. So I thought that was awesome. I thought I thought uh, when we were sitting at Starbucks and you were telling me he knew about your business. And I thought that right there was key Mm -hmm. because anybody who's going to pay attention to you. And I, I looked at that. Um, there's a, a guy who was interested in me and he, he would look at my videos he would check out my website he looked at my stuff he wanted to know you mm-hmm. I think that that's powerful yeah. when it comes to picking somebody to be in relationship with because you can be attracted to the person they can know how to you know razzle dazzle you and right. make you feel like a woman and you, but at the end of the day if they're not trying to be the heart of you right. they're not trying to get to know, know you. why you were created Mm-hmm. What do you actually like? What's mm-hmm. important to you? Yeah. And if they can't stand up next to that. Greatness. Yeah. that. Yeah. And the thing was, I realized too, you know, like I said, God had to do a lot in me, mm-hmm. you know, to get to that point, to be, um, to, to see the God in him, mm-hmm. you know, and that he was the one for me. Really, I literally, I was telling him that he wasn't. Mm-hmm. And he was just like, he didn't tell me, but he was like, and Geronda, when you would tell me, I'm not the one for you that, you know, whatever, meaning, you know, George, you know, I'm not really like a track. No, I literally was saying that at one time. Like, I'm really not, you're not really like my type, whatever, whatever. But then not knowing that the whole while he was praying because he knew. So he was, he was praying, God, help me not to turn my back because that's bruising. That's rejection. Mm -hmm. And, and he didn't share that with me until we got married. You know, um, and, and, and about the fact that it was a lot of warfare trying to just stay attached because mm-hmm. I knew you were for me. And then the enemy was saying, look at what she said to you. And he's like, but I knew what God said. And I had gotten to the point that I realized I had to have God season my tongue with grace because mm-hmm. I wasn't saying stuff right mm-hmm. to this person. You know, um, and then I had to realize that God literally was giving me his best. Come on. And I didn't even know it. And, 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 and I had to, I was like, God, forgive me. There were so many times I had to ask God to forgive me because I literally did not think that he was, you know, my type. That's One why I said you're going to mess up. I know that was, the, that was their story. And yeah. the wife felt like, but you're kind of short. 
but you're not really my type. But you and, and she felt like, but I want a husband like that. Though. Right. But like you said, the key thing was supporting your vision. Mm -hmm. Him having vision and me having vision. And not only that, it's just his um, genuineness. Yeah. And I asked for someone that could pray for me. Mm -hmm. No, we might be at different spiritual levels. But when I say you love God and you're, you're, you're aspiring to know him more, mm -hmm. I'm inspiring you. When what I realized, too, that you have to be so careful because you can judge a book by the cover. Mm -hmm. And you not realize what they bring to you. See, I was at a great, greater spiritual level than he was. He, but he loved the Lord and he, you know, uh, he, wasn't oper he wasn't like I was so entrenched mm -hmm. in ministry. Um, but I had a deficit in relationship relating to male to female. Relationships I wasn't that good at. Now, I'm good at leadership, good at spiritual stuff, good at all this other stuff. Mm -hmm. But to have a relationship, communication with, you know, I had to really say this man is helping me grow in the area of relationship. And I'm helping him grow even in spiritual level, you know, the spiritual level. So that was different yeah. because most people think he has to be, you know, my, has to be at my spiritual level. No, you don't want to run way down there, especially if they don't love the, they don't even know nothing about right. Jesus. That's a lot of work, you know. Right. That, you know that. I mean, that's just your choice, but that's a lot of work. <laughs> that's too much work. Amen. So my thing is, at least you gotta know Jesus and know some. Been to Sunday school, something. That's a lot of work. Jesus. So what I said was, God, so God gave me a revelation. He just said, Jeronda, okay, yeah, you might be here at spiritual level, but look yeah. at you in relationship. That's why you ain't got nobody because you was the one. <laughs> you you thought it was them. Paige told me that. She said, Mommy, you got to examine mm. to see why is it you cut everybody out of the mouth of babes. Come on. My daughter helped me get delivered. Come and on. my mom. I remember one day my mom asked me, she said, do you know what you want? Mm -hmm. And I thought I did. And I, and I brushed her off. I said, Mom, of course I know what I want. That's why I'm not going to settle for nobody. Okay. My mama just kept on cleaning. On. She kept on wiping stuff down. And now I look back and I say, Lord, right then you were speaking to me through her. Mm -hmm. That I had to reevaluate my weight, my list. Yeah. And now when I say, team marks, it's team marks, making a mark. That's awesome. And God has blessed me. And That's he's, awesome. like I said, he is truly um, God sent. Amen. So they that wait, I waited. I waited. Uh -huh. But while you're waiting, let God work on you. Amen. You know, and that's what he did. So tell me about the projects you guys have coming up. Oh, gosh, we're so excited about the project. Well, as I stated, um, you know, we have Mark's Life Entertainment, which uh, he cultivate and also uh, artists mm -hmm. in, in, in this entertainment industry. And um, so we had released the project, uh, Groove City Project, which mm -hmm. is um, a compilation of uh, jazz, neo-soul. Mm -hmm. uh, my cousin, uh, Tasha Stewart, she's one of the artists on um, this particular project. Well, that was one of the projects that we recently released, okay? And uh, we're excited about this next wedding project that we're working on where all of the songs are about. original from, uh, from our wedding. Uh, so it's called the I Do mm -hmm. um, Project. And uh, it has all wedding songs on it. And we believe that it's going to be one of the classicals. You know how there's some wedding songs yeah. everybody want to walk down the aisle on or they want to dance off of? It's, it's really an inspiring wedding uh, CD. 
where we have the Love Triangle, which is one of the uh, songs that I co-authored, mm-hmm. uh, Me, You, and God. That's the triangle. And it's not like what the world right. deems the Love Triangle. No, you, me, and God. Uh, so that's a beautiful song. I do. Uh, which is a wonderful song about um, you saying I do and why do you say I do, you know, because of the wonderful character and spirit of the individuals. Um, and then also there's the one on there, um, Cherish, the the uh, son, uh, the groom and the um, his mother dance, and then the bride and her father, uh, Daddy's Girl. Mm-hmm. It's really good, called Daddy. Um, so, yeah, so we're excited about that. So that's going to awesome. be really good. Really Where can good. we find more? Oh, well, you could go to MarksLifeENT.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's our website where you'll hear, see all of the different projects that we've had mm-hmm. um, release. And uh, you can go to URU, the letter U, the mm-hmm. letter R, the letter U, publishing.com. And you'll see uh, some other projects uh, that we worked on. Uh, the Kill You Project, which is a spoken word project. That was Come my on. very first project that I did. I feel like we could um, do a whole episode on just the Kill You Project. Kill You is amazing. I mean, it's it's really just to inspire individuals. And we have a uh, some upbeat tracks underneath mm-hmm. the spoken word uh so we have the purpose in a cut uh lesson in a thorn speak mm-hmm. life help my accelerator stuck then kill you which is kind of like the highlight of the actual project kill your own understanding mm-hmm. and so um but anyway we just want to be used of god to uh get our you know to allow people to be blessed by our gift mm-hmm. and we realize that god has given us a gift and we got to work it what do you tell the woman who says, I have babies to feed, I can't leave work to do what God has called me to do, I'm so scared. What do you tell the woman that says, what if this doesn't work? What if I don't make it? But what if you do? Come on. What if Listen, you do? I just recorded that episode to the podcast, y'all. So this is a sneak peek into uh, what I recorded yesterday was play the what if game with yourself. Yeah. What if I turn around and make 5000 next month? What if this thing actually blows up so big? Right. And how would you know? Would you rather live a life of regrets? Mm-hmm. I wish I could have, would have. No, mm-hmm. step out. And then if it failed, that doesn't define who you are. You're not a failure because you Amen. failed. No, you, you really have a lesson Amen. and experience. And that now you could tell people, you know what? I jumped out there. It didn't work, and I tried it again. Come on. Look, that's inspiration, Amen. you know, to know that I didn't stop. You're only a failure if you stop, if you quit. And so I would say to a woman, don't play it safe. Don't play it safe. You know, as long as you know that you're seeking the face of God daily, Amen. you know, and he'll give you wisdom. He'll give you, don't play he'll, it safe. He will give you wisdom on the season, mm-hmm. you know, when to exit. You know, like I tell people, God gives you a grace. He gives you a grace to leave. Yes. There's a season. There's a timing. He wants you to have some things in order. There's a difference between faith and foolishness. Amen. You know, because sometimes you step out there and you do no homework, no research. You have no unction to function. And so now you step out there. Well, that's a fool step. (laughs) And faith step. If you've counted up the cost. Yes. And you know God is telling you in your gut. Yes. It's your moment. Yes. And then... Don't beat yourself up if it did don't work. Yeah, because like I said, you can hear the voice of God. And, and God God is a God who wants you to totally trust him. That's why I gave people the acronym, trust, T-R-U-S-T. Totally rely upon the Savior's track record. Come on. Okay? Meaning, 
He's done it before. He's helped somebody else out of it before. And he'll do it again. And he'll yeah. do it for you. So your trust level got to be there. Which means you got to trust God so much so that if you step out there and you appear to be drowning, he's going to rescue you. If you step out there and you get halfway through it, oh, God, it's smooth sailing. And, if, and it goes under, you're still safe because you're trusting him. And then you're forgiving yourself because sometimes we get upset and we yeah. just get stuck because we're like, no, I was supposed to. Get, see, I learned that from that little relationship, girl, mm -hmm. Whew, that sometimes you, you think you know. So don't beat yourself up. Yeah, you thought you really knew. Confident that yeah, you, knew. you was confident that you knew. It didn't work out. Now, what you gonna do? You gonna get stuck in the fact that I supposed to be so spiritual? People are like, oh, she's so spiritual. I thought she would have never got caught up in that or never got messed up or whatever in the relationship. Mm. You you really putting too much pressure on yourself. I've been there. And guess yeah. what? Half the time, people aren't thinking about you. The other half the time, the people that are thinking about you, those are not the ones that call and say, right, girl, you need me to burn some ice cream. Right. Girl, you okay. Right. Those are not the ones. Right, right. So I would say that it's possible. Mm -hmm. All things are possible. And so stop making excuses. Awesome. You know, yeah, you're going to have life. Life is going to be all around you. Kids is life, work, family, care, being a caregiver, all of that. Life is going to be around you. But you have to make it up in your mind that you are determined to see what the end is going to be. Any final words? No, I thank you. No, I thank you because you stirred my spirit. Amen. You've stirred my spirit. And so I thank you for this opportunity, Tara. And uh, God is going to use this podcast to touch. He's going to use you in a miraculous way. Amen. Thank you. Love you. Love you. Thank you for listening to the Purpose Filled Woman podcast. Subscribe today so you never miss an episode. For more empowerment, check out the PurposeFilledWoman.com.